pray and let's get started. Amen. Most gracious heavenly Father, Lord, we give you praise with much thanksgiving. You are a good God. We thank you that you are Jehovah Sikhanu, the Lord who makes mm -hmm. us righteous. Yes. We thank you that you are the Lord Shama, that you are there. We thank you that you are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. We thank you. You are I am that I am. Whatever we need you to yes. be can be found in you. We thank you that you are peace, that you are wholeness, that you are deliverance, yes. that you are mercy, that you are grace, that you are salvation, that everything we need is found in you. And you said that if we be in Christ, we are in you. And we thank you that we have everything we need. Everything. Father, we ask right now that you would allow the Holy Spirit to help us see that we have everything we need. It is in yes. you. In you we move. In you we breathe. In you we have our being. In you we have every victory. In you we overcome the enemy. In you we overcome addiction. In you we overcome anxiety. In you we overcome sin. We have everything we need in you. Now, Father, as we teach this word today, we pray that we would have not just information, but revelation knowledge yes. that would change how we live. And we would have an expectation that would allow us to keep our hand in your right hand and to see your salvation. Yes. I declare we will see the strong arm of the Lord in our lives from 2022 and beyond. Amen. In Jesus name. In amen. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Listen, if you haven't already liked the broadcast, go ahead and do that. If you haven't had a chance to share, go ahead and do that because I'm telling you, I believe that this week is going to be just as powerful as last week. Why? Because we are setting or establishing a foundation for the rest of this year. Yes. We, what, what is that foundation? That we are going to keep our hand in, in God's hand. hand. That we're not going to be moved. We're not going to give up. We're not going to cave in. We're not going to quit. We're not going to let uh, disappointments and sucker punches cause us to retreat and leave God. We are going to stay with God. And so the last couple of, well, last week, uh, we actually started this series about the power of the right hand of God. And I said when we started it, there were three particular topics we were going to talk about. We were going to talk about this, the right hand of God, how it dashes and shatters the enemy to pieces. And we talked about that. And I hope this week that any enemy, and an enemy is not always, sometimes we think about people, but some, we got to remember we have an adversary. And there are situations and things that happen in this world because we do have an adversary. He doesn't want to see us walk in victory. He doesn't want to see us win. He doesn't want to see us trusting God. And so he uh, orchestrates these things in the world that will cause us to, if we're not careful, to doubt God. But the Bible we read said that God will utterly shatter into pieces every enemy that comes against us. And so that was kind of our setting for, for last week. And then this week, we want to talk about how the right hand of God will swallow up problems. And we use the book of Exodus kind of as our three points. And we know what happened when, when, when Pharaoh sent his army after God's children. When God said, listen, I'm going to deliver you. Uh, and sometimes God speaks to us that way. He says, listen, I'm going to do X for you. And then it seems like everything God said he was going to do is not happening. But God specializes in swallowing up those problems. In fact, there's a scripture in the Bible we'll get to later. It says it is a righteous thing <laughs> for God, God to trouble your trouble. trouble. In other words, whatever is messing with you, it's a good thing for God to mess with it. You just got to learn to give it to God and not try to deal with it yourself. Amen. That's the key because he can't deal with it when you deal with it because then he'll destroy everything. And so we're going to talk about the right hand of God and how that swallows up 
uh, problems. And we'll come back next week and we'll talk about God's right hand and how it upholds us when everything else falls. And I think that's going to be the, the setting for how we move throughout this year. We're going to make great progress this year. Absolutely. FOC is going to make great progress this mm -hmm. year. And the every parties, family. And Absolutely. The parties and family of FOC is going to make great progress. In fact, the year of release was the beginning. It was the beginning of what God is going to do over the course of, I believe, next the next several years and going to propel us and others to places we've only dreamt about. Amen. And so last week, I just want to recap real quick, just a couple of things that we talked about. Ever since we started off with our foundational scripture, uh, you saw that it scrolled across the screen. You're going to see it a lot this year. We're going to put it in your, in your face. We want it in your eye gate. We want it in your ear gate. Let me read it. I Go like ahead. It. I like it. Right. Go ahead. I like this scripture. <laughs> It says, do not fear anything, anything, for I am with you. Yes. Do not be afraid, mm -hmm. for I am your God. He says, don't fear. So many times in the Bible, we see Jesus, especially in the New Testament, where something happens and his first response to whoever he was talking to, his disciples, the crowd, whatever, he would say what? Do not fear. Why? Because he understood that if fear came, it perverted everything that came after it. I love that. He says, do not fear anything. So I want to offer this to all of us. We don't fear COVID. We don't fear it. We take precautions. Sure. We use, we take the word as medicine. We use wisdom. We, we use wisdom, but we do not fear COVID. Anything. Why? Do not fear COVID or anything mm -hmm. else. For I am your God. Yes. Do not be afraid. For I am your God. Yes. I will strengthen you. Praise God. I love. That's why the Bible says in another scripture, it says, when you feel weak, mm -hmm. there's something you ought to say. Mm -hmm. Let the weak say, mm -hmm. I am strong. Mm -hmm. I may not feel strong, but I draw my strength. Yes. This morning, I wasn't feeling really well. And as I was walking through the house, I said, listen here. Here's what I know. I am filled with the Holy Ghost and the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead the lives same. on the inside the of me. And so I put a demand on the quickening power of the Holy Ghost to cause my immune system to operate yes, supernaturally yes, and bring me back into a perfected yes. state of health. Right. You have to learn how to use your position as a believer when the enemy, when you're facing life circumstances, when you have a diagnosis, when the money looks funny, you have to remember, I don't have to fear for I am with you. Do yes. not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. That's a promise. When I God, will help you. The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. He's, he, he, God, God's not going to lie. If he, if he assured us of something, that's a guarantee. I can put everything on that. He would cease to be God in order to break his promise. You know, let me tell you why I thought what you said last week about obedience was so important. Here is God telling us, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Yeah. I will take hold of you. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, I was thinking about years ago when our marriage was in trouble. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what should I do? And I gave, I released a word last year where God said, don't ignore the seemingly mm -hmm. insignificant mm -hmm. instructions, mm -hmm. right? God helps us by giving us instructions. Mm -hmm. 
God helps us by giving us wisdom. Tell your neighbor, say, God helps us by giving us instructions. Yes, God helps us by giving us instructions. He helps us by giving us instructions. So what happened in the beginning of our marriage when we were both trying to turn our marriage around? Here's what he was saying. Don't fear getting a divorce because mm -hmm. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. He was saying it to you. He was saying it to me, right? I'm your God. I'm going to strengthen you, meaning I'm going to teach you how to be the kind of spouse that I've created you to mm -hmm. be and how to have the kind of marriage that I want you to have, right? I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, a hand of power, a hand of victory and of salvation. Yeah. So what happens is if we look at how God changed our marriage, mm -hmm. he changed our marriage by giving us instructions. Sure. And as we followed the instructions, we saw his power. Tell your neighbor, say, you will see his power when you follow his instructions. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's so good. It says, for I, the Lord, your God, keep hold of your right hand. I am the Lord who says to you, do not fear. I will help you. And do you know what I found in my life? When I hear God saying to me, do not fear the most are the times where I'm most fearful. And I think he says that to remind us of exactly who he is, not who we are. He doesn't say it to boost our ego. He doesn't say it so we can know how intelligent we are. He doesn't say it so we can say, oh, well, I was matriculated from this university. He says, listen, I'm holding your hand, okay? And I know that you have every natural reason to be afraid, but remember whose hand you got. You got my hand and in me, there is no fear. There is nothing that can conquer me. I will help you. And for me, it's like, you know, those are the opportunities that I remember when I get the most anxious. And let's just be honest, we're human. And if we're not careful, if we're not mindful, it is possible to be in fear. You know, Ralph said something the, the Wednesday night, I believe it was. It was so good. And he said, danger is real. Danger is real. But fear is not. Fear is not real. Danger. And there's a difference between danger and fear. And so the Lord doesn't say don't pay attention to danger. He does he not. He never says that. But what he often says is do not fear. In other words, don't have this false evidence that appears real to you. Don't allow something in your mind to create a reality that says whatever is coming against you is bigger than me because it's not. Well, okay. So I'm going to use an example and don't let this boost your head. Okay. Okay. All right. So here is a good example of this. When I walk by myself, right. I always have pretty much have my head on a swivel for a big awareness. dog. You have an awareness. I have an awareness, yeah. especially for a big dog yeah. when I walk by myself, right? When you walk with me, I do not look for dogs. Right. I do, I don't look for dogs. I am not in the least bit concerned about a dog when I am walking with even you. Even if one starts barking. I literally don't even look at No, me. real talk. If I'm walking by myself and a dog barks, I will freeze sometimes mm. and try to figure out, should I go back or should I go forward? When I'm walking with you, I don't even break stride. Mm. I don't break stride. But here is why I trust you when we're walking with dog mm -hmm. and a dog. I know you. Yep. So the way that I'm not going to be fearful is I have to develop a relationship where I know who God is. And you know my capability. I know your capability. When you know God and you know his capability, there is no fear there. Mm -hmm. There is no fear there. Amen. 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 And so that was our foundational scripture. And you're going to hear it a lot. And then we went to Psalms 21, 8 through 12. And the reason we went there is because we uncovered in reading that, 
how God has promised that his right hand is able to find all of our enemies, uh, whoever they are and wherever they are. And that is the reason that we've been saying to people for years, you don't have to spend time being overly consumed about your haters or being overly consumed about who don't like you or who's plotting against you. When your hand is in God's hand, he knows who the enemies are and he knows how to take care of them. And so the Bible says in Psalms 21, 8 through 12, it's a psalm. And they were singing this psalm uh, because how God had delivered them out of the hands of the Egyptians. But I like the message translation because in the message translation, he says with a fistful of enemies in one hand, and, and a, a fistful, fistful of haters in the other. God, you radiate with such brilliance that they cringe as before a furnace. Now, if you've ever, if you've ever, you know, if you cook or anything and you ever open a really hot oven, it, when, when that heat first come out, if you're too close, it'll, it'll, it'll make you cringe. It'll throw you back. It says literally that the haters will see you in God's hand. And when they realize it, he says that God will be radiating with such brilliance and you will too, because you're in his hand. He says, your haters and your enemies will cringe like they in front of a hot oven. He says, now that furnace swallows them whole. The fire eats them alive. He says, God, you purge the earth of their descendants <laughs> and you wipe the slate clean. In other words, when God handles your, your enemies, your haters, whatever you want to call it, when God takes care of it, not you, not me, not you, but when God takes care of them, he takes care of them forever. It says he, he gets rid of their descendants off the face of the earth. He says, all of their evil schemes, the plots that they cook up, they have all fizzled away. Every single one of them. He said, you sent them packing and they couldn't face you. Now, there are some things that's in my life that God's delivered me from. And, and, and the enemy wasn't always a person. Sometimes it was parts of me that God had to deliver me from. Come on. I was an enemy to myself. Talk about it. And the reality of it is, is that God has delivered me from some stuff that was enemy to myself. And that stuff has never came back on me again. Amen. The way I thought, the way I acted, the way I behaved, the way I processed, God delivered me from me. Somebody Ooh, else say come that this on. say, God, I give you permission to deliver, to deliver me, me from, from me. me. And that's what happened. I know everybody, it's <laughs> 90 of us. Everybody ought to put that in the comments. God, I give you permission, give you permission to, deliver, to me deliver me from me. from me. Because one of the things that I have found yep. is that when we keep seeing certain situations yep. and people and things that come in our life, it is something in us. And when we quote, when we give the Holy Spirit permission to burn that out mm -hmm. of us, when it comes to overtake us, it doesn't have any power there. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Psalm, oh, what, go ahead, what, sorry. What? Psalms 118 verse 15. It says songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. Yes. The strong right hand of the Lord has done glorious things. When I read these scriptures. These scriptures remind me the importance of praise. Mm -hmm. He in, in the message it says, "Hear the shouts, hear the triumphant songs in the camp of the saved. The, the hand of God has turned the tide. Yes. The hand of God is raised, raised in victory. In. The hand of God has turned the tide, turned and the tide. that's why I want to encourage us that when God, when we see the manifestation of deliverance." We need to do like they did in the Old mm -hmm. Testament. They would write a song about it. They would write a praise about it. They would record it. Why? They because memorialized they memorialized the victory. Generations after them to know. 
this is what our God did for this us. This is what our God did. And how wonderful would it be for you to be sitting around or maybe even gone and your great, great, great grandchildren are looking and saying, wow, look at what God did for great, great granddaddy or great, great, great. Look what God did for grand, great, for, for great, great. Look what God did for great. Look what God did for mom. And just have a history of what it is that God has brought us through. And to be able to see that they're in the position they're in now because of the deliverance yes. that started generations yes. ago, right? Yes. We want to record our deliverance, yes. but we want to shout our deliverance. I need somebody to let out a shout in your house right now. You need to open up your mouth and shout Glory. the song. Glory to God. Hear the triumphant songs in the camp of the same. Yes. The hand of the Lord has turned the tide. The hand of God is raised in victory. The hand of God has turned the tide. Tell your neighbor, say it just turned. It just turned. It just turned. In the camp of the same. In the camp of the delivered. In the camp of the delivered. Well, not just delivered to go to heaven. I've been delivered. He delivered me from me. Oh, <laughs> so, yes. So I give God praise oh, yes. for what he has taught me about me that allows me not to be the old me. Come, I thank God come for on. reintroducing me to, to myself. myself. Come on. It just turned. And that's why we're boldly declaring this is the year of great progress. Great progress. We are blessed. Yes. We are ready. Yes. And we win. Yes. We win. And that's what he says. We, I was talking about that scripture we read. It's Proverbs 4 and 12 in the Passion Translation. Proverbs 4, 12 and 13 in the Passion Translation says, your progress will have no limits. So that ought to be somebody's declaration this year. My progress has no limits when I come along with God, that's what he says. Your progress <laughs> will have no limits when you come along with me. When you are walking with me, when we are together, when we are partnering together, the progress that you are able to make is endless. Do you understand that? That means as far as you think you could go, God can take you five, 10, 50, a thousand, a trillion times deeper than that. There is no limit to your progress when you go along with God. He says, and you will never stumble as you walk along the way. Not only is my progress going to be limitless, it's also going to be effortless in the sense that God always is there with me. It doesn't mean I don't have to work. It doesn't mean I don't have to put in time and effort. It doesn't mean that I don't have to endure hardship like a good soldier. What it means, though, is that while I'm going through everything, while I'm experiencing everything, I'm going to still have joy. I'm going to still have peace. Why? Because God is with me, and I know that no enemy can stop me. Is anybody else excited about this teaching? And listen, the rest of that verse Come says, on, I know you the rest of that verse it says, so receive yes. my correction, yes. no matter how hard it is to swallow. Yes. For wisdom will snap you yes. back into place. Yes. Her words will be invigorating life to mm -hmm. you. That's why I ask everybody, read a proverb a day this mm -hmm. month. Read a proverb a day. Why? Because proverb is full, filled with wisdom that will make you, mm -hmm. make you smart. Now, here's a great example. Our word is that we are going to have no limit to our progress. Amen. But in Proverbs 10, and we know that part of that promise is financial increase. Mm -hmm. But in Proverbs 10, it tells us not to hasten to get rich. That's right. In one translation, it says, don't be a part of get rich quick schemes. My God. Right? Come on now. So now here's what happens. We have a word mm -hmm. that tells us 
our progress has no limits, yep. right? But if we go after wisdom and let him correct us, yep. when we're tempted to do some kind of get rich quick scheme, when we're tempted to try to get something for nothing, then wisdom comes along and says, no, that's not the way. I do have a path for you, but it's not this. Yep. Because what can happen for us is that when I don't have wisdom, I will go after the promise of God, whether it's money, yes. whether it's marriage, yes. whether it's health, I will go after the promise of God and try to do it in my own oh, strength, strength, my own intellect, and end up getting hurt. He says, no, I do. Isaiah 48, 17, one of my favorite scriptures, he says, I, the Lord God, I will teach you how to profit yes. and I will show you the way to go right so he says listen here receive the correction of the lord mm -hmm. he and i love that he said this, i love this translation it says no matter how hard it is you know what that tells me no matter me? how hard it is to swallow you know what, what that tells me <laughs> that tells me that sometimes you want to do something yeah and the lord says no yeah and sometimes you think you're right and the lord says you are wrong and sometimes everybody else is doing it. And it reminds me of my grandma. When I would try to say to my grandma, what well, everybody else is go do is go be there. And my grandma would say, and I'm not everybody else's mom. And you not going to be there. And I believe as believers, we have to begin to embrace that our lives should be distinctively different mm -hmm. to understand that there are times when we're going to want to do it the way everybody else is doing yep. it. And it's not, hear what I'm saying. It's not even that what they're doing is seen. It's that it's not God's path for you. It, you hear that? Can I, can, I, can I add to that? Yes. If it's not God's path for you. It is sin, and huh? And you go that way. It is sin. It is sin. Okay. It is sin. Amen. See, we, we like right. to call sin certain hey, things, come on. but the truth of the matter is whatever God has said no to and you say yes to is sin. What I was trying to say. I know. Because you're right. I, I, just that it I, wasn't, I didn't want them to float around and thinking. Is that it was, <laughs> it's not sin for them. For, right. And I'll use this as an example. OK, an example is that when we both in the pandemic decided to lose weight, mm -hmm. I started on keto yep, first, yep. but keto made me sick. It did. And so he said to me, do the Daniel fast. Mm -hmm. That was my plan. Mm -hmm. You tried to do the Daniel fast. It didn't work for you. Mm -hmm. You went on keto. We're both getting where we're supposed mm -hmm. to go, but it doesn't look the same. Right. And that is why we need to spend time with God train ourselves to hear the Holy Spirit and be okay with his correction mm -hmm. and his instruction. Mm -hmm. Because I just wonder if it's any of the 102 people out there who would admit that there are some times when you took some licks, not because you didn't know, but you heard God say not to do it. You didn't have peace. You had a you had a pause, but somebody else you knew was doing it. And so you did it anyway. Mm -hmm. And, and then you're like, how am I here getting beat with many stripes? That's why he says, so receive my correction, no matter how hard it is to swallow, for wisdom will, will snap you back into place. Her words will be invigorating life to you. And here's what wisdom is. Whatever God says to you. Come on. Here's, what, here's what's going to snap. We say, well, well, do I need to read a book? Yeah. Well, do, do I need to ask somebody? Counsel's good, but whatever God is saying to you, that is his wisdom. That is what's going to snap you back. Not necessarily what the experts say. Yeah. Not necessarily what your friends say. That's the reason why when we counsel people, we start our conversations with, with what? What do we question. say, guys? What, what did God, God say? say? 
because you got to know what God has said because it's the thing that anchors you. It is the thing that will snap you back into place when you feel like you're about to lose it. And this is why we want to know what God said. Just because a marriage proposal comes doesn't mean God sent it. That's right. Just because a job opportunity opens the door doesn't mean that God opened it. it. Everything that shows up, and that's why we have to be careful. In fact, that's where you corrected me yesterday. You told me, you said, Sean, listen here. When you already have an unction in your mm -hmm. heart, don't allow outside circumstances, behaviors, behaviors of yes. people to make you pause on what you already know. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. So today we want to talk about how the right hand of God swallows up our problems. Anybody got some problems that you want God to just deal with once and for all? You, you're, you're willing to let them go and actually let him handle it? Because if so, I'm telling you, you God wants to trouble whatever is troubling you. This is so good. Exodus 15 and 12. It says you stretch out your right hand and the earth swallows your enemies. Mm -hmm. I need y'all to say law and get My a vision God. on that. You stretch out your right hand and the earth swallows your enemies. Then you go to Psalms 138 and 7. It says, if mm -hmm. I walk in the midst of trouble, and what stood out to me in this mm -hmm. verse is that he said if, which means I don't have to always be walking always. in trouble. I don't have to right? always. Right. If He's, I happen to find myself, myself in, in trouble. But I, but I don't have to be where I live. Right. I don't <laughs> live in trouble. It says, if I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me from the anger of my foes. You extend your hand and your right hand saves me. My God, my God. Who, girl, you don't want to get away from that right if, hand. If, if I, and, and for me, it's like, okay, because Pastor Tony said something to me years ago that really just, it really set me free. He said that you can have your best intentions. He said, but with even your best intentions, sometimes... You're going to miss God. You are. He said, but God knows our heart. And if your heart intent is to walk with God and to follow God, he says, even if you find yourself in bad situations, God will rescue you. He said, God will rescue you, son. He said, all you have to know is that our, the question he said, the question you have to answer for yourself is, am I truly trying to follow God? Or am I trying to do it my own way? He said, and you have to answer that question for you. Because you, you, know you know the answer. You always know the answer. And so the reality of it is, is he says, if I find myself, if I walk in the midst of trouble, it, because you can do all the right things and it's still you have an adversary in this world and that can be used by other people and they can try to come against you. But the Bible says that if you find yourself in that kind of trouble, you don't have to try to fix it yourself. It says God will preserve you. And not only will he preserve you, but he will extend that right hand and he will deliver you out of that trouble. As you were talking, I just heard the Holy Spirit say, tell them, let me rescue them. Then tell them. Tell The Holy Spirit <laughs> says, let him rescue yes. you. Some of you have situations that are decades, rescue, years long you. because you keep trying to manage it or you've resolved that this is as good as it gets. Will you let God rescue you? Mm. Let God rescue you. Somebody say, just say this. Say, God, I give you permission to rescue me. I give you permission to rescue me. You got to give him permission. You gotta, you gotta let him. How do you give God permission when He tells you to do something? You do it. Obedience. That, it. Obedience. 
And, and you know, I was saying, and it's also changing. You know, we talk about those things you have to tame, right? And part of one of the one of the four things you got to tame is your thoughts. You got to stop saying to yourself stuff like, "Well, if this never changes, I can manage it." God never told you you had to manage trouble. He said, "I'll deliver you from trouble." So, you, part of part of allowing God to rescue you is saying, "Even though I've been managing this situation, God, I'm ready for you to deliver me from it." I know I've been managing this relationship. I know I've been managing these feelings. I know I've been managing these thoughts, but these thoughts aren't the thoughts that line up with you. This relationship is the way you called it to be. This thinking is controversial to the things that you would, you would want me to think. So God, I give you permission to rescue me. I give you permission to rescue me. As believers, the Bible teaches us that we can always stand on our covenant and with God. Always stand on the And ask him to trouble that which troubles us. Yes. I'm going to let you read it because I know that's your scripture. Well, I, I, I know it's, it's your scripture. It's 2 Thessalonians 1 and 6, and I do love it. It was one of those <laughs> scriptures you read as, as when you're younger and first come to the Lord, and you're like, wait, God, do this for me? <laughs> and it says, it says, it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation. Those that trouble you. Now, one translation talks about recompense, but this word recompense or repay, it literally says, listen, it is the right thing in God's sight for God to give back to your enemies or whatever is troubling you the same trouble that they gave to you with some added bonus, <laughs> with some tribulation. Now, I read this and I said, okay, I want to make sure I ain't the one who's troubling God's people. I want to make sure I'm not the one getting paid back with tribulation. And so not only does this, does this scripture free me, it also helps to guide me. It helps to guide me. Because I'm like, okay, God, I, I know that if anything troubles me, if any enemy comes against me, God, you said that you will repay with tribulation or you will trouble my troubles. So, God, I don't want to be the trouble for somebody else. How do you stay out of trouble? Obedience. <laughs> and it, it's the reason, and you know this is true about me. Anytime somebody gets to talking about fast harvest, mm -hmm. I start getting before the Lord about repentance. Mm -hmm. Now I try to, I, I'm going to repent every day, but I'm before the Lord because here is what I know. A lot of times what people think is, is unwarranted trouble is actually your harvest. Mm. It is because you don't want the Bible says everything reproduces after its, after its own, own kind. kind. So what happens sometimes for believers is that believers are in a state where they're like, they only want to see the good side of yep. what God is saying. Right. Oh, good measure, press down, shaking together, running over, show me and giving my bosom, right? But sometimes the messiness that you're experiencing today is because you have sown messiness for you. Mm. Sometimes the fact mm. that you got fired, you got fired because you didn't work with integrity. Mm. Everything is not and that's why we got to know the difference between is this trouble that the enemy is bringing to me or is this trouble that i'm inviting which is why last week was so good when you were saying hold on you can't cast out a devil that you would keep inviting in well, that's why i say god will trouble your troubles you gotta make sure you ain't your own trouble make sure you, you tell your neighbor you, you say don't be your own sure trouble not your own trouble you you because we do talk to people like, you know, well, I got fired from my job because because the enemy is, is after me. No, you got fired from your job because you don't show up on time. You don't do your work with excellence and you're dishonest. You don't follow instructions. That's you don't do what you, your boss tell you to do. You were your own enemy. 
The devil was like, you don't let me participate or no. I mean, you got all of this. So the reality of it is sometimes it's not the devil. It's the devil in you. And so we got to make sure that people understand that they don't, they don't need to be that person. Or it was like restoring our marriage, right? right. There were God is saying, I'll give you days of heaven on earth, right? He gives us specific instructions about how to engage with each he other. He says, be quiet. We keep talking. Be quiet, but we keep talking. That ain't the devil. That's the devil that's, in us. That's your lack of discipline. Right. That is your own. Dis and so here, listen, I'm telling you, because I, I live this. The Lord would say, I'm going to give you days of heaven on earth when we will be talking. <laughs> Nietzsche, Nietzsche. You said what? What she said? Nietzsche said you in there speaking in tongues and not doing your reports. No, real talk. You in work speaking in tongues. You 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 not at work to speak in tongues. You in work to work. Right? And so, um, no, but I was thinking about this, that God would say to me, you, we would be, you, cause listen, if you ever, you posted a post yesterday and you said, ain't, ain't you nothing to test a marriage, like going on vacation right, together. Right. right. And so anybody who's married, no, you know, listen here, something can happen and it can go from zero to a hundred real quick, real quick, real quick. Real quick. And as I know that there were times that the Lord would say to me, Sean. Just be quiet. But your mouth was fast in the Holy Spirit sometimes, right? Sean, just be quiet. <laughs> I know mine was. Sean, just be quiet. And I would say, Lord, I'm be quiet. Lord, I'm be quiet. And then you would say that one, that thing. one thing. Baby, that one thing. <laughs> now, now here's what happened. So now we done had a whole big old argument, right? Tension is high. And I'm in the bathroom going, what happened? He like, you didn't be quiet. I told your tail to be quiet. I told you to be quiet. And, and, and here's the thing. Do we have an adversary? Yes. yes. But that's why Jesus says, I obey the father. So when the enemy comes, he doesn't find any of himself in me. That's it. That's it right there. When, when, when I when I couldn't, when I was when I was quiet the first three times you said something. Come on. And I told you, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to say and nothing. And you say something. What the enemy found in me was, was him. <laughs> and as a result, I responded like him. And that, and then and then after it's all over, I'm asking the Holy Spirit, well, God, what happened? He said, You didn't follow my you instructions. didn't follow my I, I told, told you, you to be quiet. No what you said. <laughs> and then look, as soon as you learn, God turned it. Hey, glory. As soon as you learn, he turned it. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. All right. So God wants to trouble your trouble. He wants to swallow up all of our trouble. I got to give this one more example. Go ahead, go ahead. Here, some of you have health challenges right now. Mm. And the Lord has specific, the Lord and your doctor mm. and your body have specifically told you to stop eating certain stuff. Mm. Certain stuff. There are people you eat cheese, even though you know what cheese does to your body. Mm. And then you, you eat the cheese. You're like, oh, this pizza is so good. Then 30 minutes later, your stomach is cramping. You bloat it. And you like, I bind the devil. Bind eating that cheese pizza. And it is, we we have to be. You got to stop serving the God of your belly. You do. Now, that's just the truth. You do. If you, if you eat anything that you do not, like, I like broccoli. I can't eat broccoli, though. Broccoli gives me gas. And not just regular gas. It gets under my chest. It feels like I'm having a heart attack. I don't care how much I like broccoli. I can't eat it. I can't eat it in anything. I can't eat it by itself. Why? Because I'm not going to serve the God of my belly to the degree that I'm going to eat something I know going to make me feel bad. Well, if I can do that with food, if I learn to do that with food, I can learn to do that with God. I don't do stuff 
It's going to make me feel bad when God's told me not to. And it, you know what? If you really think about it, sin really is like eating the wrong food. Mm -hmm. In the moment, it feel good. It tastes good. It tastes it, it good. Look good. It look good. Mm -hmm. But all the consequences, mm -hmm. all the consequences, right? And so what we have to do is we have to give Holy Spirit permission, which means we give up the right to rule our own life. If you have diet, if you've been diagnosed with diabetes, if you pre-diabetic, you know you can't eat all that sugar. If you have high blood pressure, so you why know you're still buy Kool-Aid. Why would you eat it to bring it into your home when you know you can't? Kool-Aid, little dedication. I'm just gonna eat a little bit of you not a little leaven. You not you you not go you you in fact let me be honest with you. Have you ever eaten a little bit of it? Have you ever eaten a little bit no. of it? No, you went and bought a cake. Have you ever just eaten one piece? It's like buying a bag of chips and eating one chip and throw the chip away. Throw the bag away. You ain't doing that. And and what Pete and you know, and the reason that we try to teach like this is because people can't win if they don't understand how they are participating in their own defeat. And so, yes, I have an enemy out here. But I need to deal with the parts of me that wants to go my own way. That really what we want, and, and, and weight loss is really the best example of this. We really want to eat what we want to eat mm -hmm. and still all be thin mm -hmm. and fit. Mm -hmm. But in reality, most of us do not have the metabolism to do that. And so we keep saying we're going to do better and then when we get the opportunity to do better, we don't actually do better. And then we keep getting the same results. And then because the enemy is a terrorist, what he says is, well, you might as well go ahead and eat some more of it. Then you eat some more of it so he can tell you that you're a loser because you ate some more of it. I'm, what I'm trying to get you to understand is the enemy is not our friend. And we need to quit listening to him because he just keeps leading us into more and more defeat and more and more traps. But what we want to do is we want to do like the children of Israel Amen. did and Moses did. We want to follow him into our victory. Amen. And we see that in the book of Exodus. We see that literally God sends the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he gives him his instruction. He leads, he's leading them by, uh, by, by, by fire. He's leading them by, by clouds when they get to the promised land. He's doing all of these things after they cross over. But prior to crossing over, what we find out is that they had to follow God's instruction. Even when it didn't look like it was going to end up, he's leading them to a sea. So there's mountains on both sides. There's a sea in front of them and Pharaoh's armies behind them. That, that looks like the opportunity to say, I miss God. It looks like the opportunity to say, oh, my goodness, we're going to die here. But the Bible says that God gave them instruction, which they followed, and that Moses stretched out that staff and that they went over on dry land. And then when those enemies came through trying to get them, that literally God stretched forth his hand in the sea. Moses. Moses, Moses, stretched forth his hand and swallowed them all up. And what I'm saying is, is that what we got to learn to do is to allow our problems to be laid before God mm. so God can swallow them up. Mm -hmm. We got to be as vulnerable as the children of Israel were. Now mm -hmm. you think about that. They're walking through. First of all, mm -hmm. and we're talking about a sea that has been parted. The wind of God has blown and dried the ground solid. They're walking across. <laughs> and we ain't talking about 20 people. We ain't talking about 1,000 people or 10. We're talking about millions of people. Some estimates say 2.3. Some of them say as many as 3 million people. <laughs> They're going across. 
The whole time they can see Pharaoh's chariots and stuff chasing down on me. But they were they were vulnerable, but they were so vulnerable they had to trust God. That is when we really get our problem solved, when we get so vulnerable that we give everything to God. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. I love what we, we said in the notes right here. It says that for many of us, we have received partial solutions to our health problems, our marital mm. problems, our career problems, our financial problems, and our spiritual problems. We have received partial solutions, right? And then what we do is we don't press in for the full solution because many times for us, when we get a little improvement, mm -hmm. we get comfortable, let down our guard and go back to what we used to because do. Because it's better. In some cases, it's better than it used to be. And so we get we get to thanking God that it's better than it used to be. Uh, like we read over in Mark chapter eight, when the man when, when, when the man's eyes were being healed. And they asked him, could he see? And he said, I can see. He said, but I see me and his trees. They're like, oh, that's not good enough. That's not, it's better than not being able to see anything, but that's not what God has for us. And so if your relationship, because I remember we said this at one point, we was like, well, we used to argue 20 days a month. Now we only argue 10 days a month. But we was like, it ain't the will of God for us to argue 10 days a month. So we're going to keep pressing in. We're going to keep going till we have months and years where we don't have arguments and disagreements. And we're going to learn how to talk and communicate to each other. You got to keep pressing. You got to keep pressing. You know, if you had high blood pressure and they used to put you in the hospital and now they kind of got it controlled a little bit, but you got to take medication every day. Listen, you can press in for God's best. Every time I go back to the eye doctor, I'm believing my eyesight is better than it was before. Every and, and when we have when I hear testimonies about people who got the eyes uh, totally healed, I sow into that. Why? Because that's what I'm believing God for, and I Amen. keep believing for it. But I keep doing the natural things I need to do, like taking my vitamins and those kind of things for my eyes. Because why? I'm believing God for deliverance. We we just we don't settle. We don't have to. We don't. We can press in for God's best. Every single time. And I just have this word of instruction for somebody. And this is for somebody who struggles with their with their weight and with eating. Stop trying to go on a diet. You have to get to the root of why you eat. Yeah. OK, you you you. The reason you keep failing is because you're trying to use something external yep. to fix the issue. You've got to deal with what's driving you to eat. You have to be able to see. Oh, when there's a year in report, mm -hmm. I just let it all a month in report. I get stressed and I'm just aimlessly snacking. So what am I going to do? I'm going to move my desk away from the snacks. I'm going to move mm -hmm. the snacks away from me. I got to deal with the fact. I know that one of the things for me is that stress, good stress or bad stress for me can cause me to crave chocolate. Mm -hmm. And so without without even recognizing it, and I'll start doing this thing where and so and shift really helped me see it that at the end of every broadcast, at the end of every class, I will open up this bag of peanut MMs. And then somebody said, Do you realize you eat those every week? Because that really was how I was rewarding myself for the work that we had just done, right? And so there are many of you who are trying, you keep trying to fix it externally, where when you said be vulnerable. The vulnerability is to say, God, I need you to help me deal with the root of why I eat like this, the root of why I date like this, the root of why I can't. What? Because a lot of my root with you, right, mm -hmm. was that if you saw I was weak, would you walk over me? Mm -hmm. So the reason that it was so hard for me to be quiet when the Lord said be quiet, 
Don't shake your head. No, listen to no, you. No, you know my my own business. <laughs> Worry about yourself, that little I'm boy. Say, you. Little girl, say. Um, the reason that it was so hard is because I had a fundamental issue that really didn't have anything to do with you. It was about what I thought would happen if someone perceived me as weak. Mm -hmm. And so some of you, we got to ask God to deal with the root of this, because some of you, you just go from addiction to addiction. Right. So maybe you're not addiction. You're not addicted to drugs anymore. Now you're addicted to food. Mm -hmm. Now you're addicted to men. Now mm -hmm. you're addicted to women mm -hmm. because you're never getting at the root of what's holding you there. Right. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. You know, one of the things and I think the thing that people need to learn to do that's in their ability to do is like, if you know that you crave chocolate at the end of like sessions when you're teaching or whatever, don't have access. Don't to have it. access. Don't to go it. to the store and buy peanut M&Ms and put them in your desk so that you have easy access to it after the session is over. You have to put up, um, you, you have to put up blocks to help you uh, be successful in the things you're trying to be successful until you get mastery over. So maybe if I know when I feel lonely, I'm inclined to start entertaining mm -hmm. someone in inbox. Mm -hmm. Maybe what I do is I take messenger off my phone when mm -hmm. I'm feeling vulnerable mm -hmm. instead of thinking I can handle mm -hmm. it and then ending up in a bad situation. Absolutely. See, God, get, God is supernatural, but he's also practical. Mm -hmm. And the supernatural power comes from following the practical instructions. Because what the right hand of God does is it does what you can't do. Mm -hmm. Not what you won't do. Not what you won't do. Say it again. The right hand of God comes and does what you can't do, not what you won't do. And, that, and that's important mm. because when the right hand of God goes to work, problems are completely and totally solved. Why? Because I've done my part and he's doing his part. You know, God's not going to come down and smack the computer or phone out your hand because you on some some site looking looking for something. You he's not going to slap for. it out. He's just not going to do that. You have to manage that part. And then what he will do is he will sit in that right hand and give you the strength and the fortitude to not even want to do that anymore. But you got to do your part. Well, I love what Aunt Deb said. She said, it's the honesty in your teaching for me. Here's the reality. There are so many people and you really do love God and you but you haven't learned how to manage your mind. Mm. And when you don't manage your mind, you keep ending up in the same situation, which causes you to be discouraged. Mm -hmm. Obedience is how I manage my mind until my mind can actually catch up. Mm -hmm. Really obedience. Really, if you think about like being in the military, in the military, they make the decisions for you. Right. So you let God make the decisions for you until your mind is renewed so that you can make the same decision that God would make. Absolutely. And we have, you know, we, we say this all the time. We say things like being born again does not mean you won't have trouble in this world. Yes. You know, Psalms 34 and 19 it says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, Lord does what? He, he delivers him out of them all. all. I like what it says in the New Living Translation. It says the righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to rescue him each time. Mm -hmm. So that lets me know that as, that as I'm walking through this life, Whatever it is that I am facing or I may face, as long as I keep my hand in God's hand, I'm going to end up winning. That's why I can boldly declare that I am blessed. It's why I can boldly declare that I am ready. It's why I can boldly declare that I'm winning. Why? Because many of the afflictions are the righteous or the righteous person will face many troubles. Why? Because we live in a world full of sin. It, but the Lord comes to rescue us hot when. Each time. Each time. Each time. I love it, right? And Psalms 46 and 1, it says, God is our refuge yes. and our strength. 
always ready to help in times of trouble. Mm -hmm. In the Amplified, it says, God is our refuge and strength, mighty and impenetrable, a very present and well-proved help. He ain't just present. He, he well-proved well help in trouble. That's why, Listen, I, that's why I got those T and T's in my Bible. It's tried and, and true. true. Listen, this makes me think of something so funny. So Pastor Edwin like watches TikToks. Well, we both watch TikToks, but he watch a lot of pranking TikToks, right? And so this one particular day, he has watched this TikTok. He's not recording me, but he wants to see my reaction. Do you remember the day I'm talking about? And you say, and I'm talking to him, and he literally turns around and looks at me. And he says, "Be quiet," and I literally just stop talking because I was like, I don't know if he took drugs. I don't know what's wrong with him, but I do know if I'm gonna respond right. I now. was recording you. Were you recording me? You just didn't respond to my I, I just, I just, he you said, using your thing and I, that he day. said, be <laughs> quiet. And I just, I just literally stopped talking. I didn't say nothing but for like, you stared at me with a desk there. But I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. And you were laughing because you were like, that didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. But it didn't go the way that you thought it was going to go because of all of the practice I had had being able to hear the Holy Spirit say, be quiet. Now, here's the thing. When we're changing our lives, we're not going to get it perfect every time. I love that. I love we're that. not going to get That's it perfect right. every time. Right. But we have to start practicing the right, right response. Right. Can everybody put this in the comments? You must practice the right response. Yes. We've got to practice the right response. So when you were trying to get me on TikTok mm -hmm. showing out, mm -hmm. you missed it. Yeah. Because I was. I, I kind of got you that one time when I said, hold on, my friend just came back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he did the, you know, the TikTok where the. I was yeah. like. I need to quit messing with you, though. I was like. <laughs> You but must you're good, though. You keep working through I it. keep working. <laughs> you must practice the right response. And think about this. This is why games and sports and debate and all of those yep. things have practice. Right. If I don't practice well, I won't perform well. Right. So when well, I, let... if I practice, if I practice the wrong <laughs> thing, like you can practice shooting the shot the wrong way and get proficient at, at shooting it that way, but it's not the way you should be doing it. You can get proficient at getting folk off you. You can get proficient at getting folk told, but that's not the way God wants us to respond. You can get proficient at trading sex for love. Well, you can, you can get proficient at mm -hmm. a lot of things. You can get proficient at begging instead of doing what God has yeah. told you to do. Yeah. You can get proficient at a lot of things. You can get proficient at lying to yourself that you're doing what God told you to do, but you're only doing it partially. <laughs> but you can tell yourself how are you doing everything God said. You can get proficient at anything. But that is why we always bring the Holy Spirit That's in. Right. And the question we should be asking ourselves is Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. not just, not do I, just right, do, right. not one of the questions I ask is not just, I ask you if you think I'm being a good wife. I judge myself if I'm being a good wife, but I ask the Holy Spirit yeah, he won't I, lie. because he's not going to lie. Is there an area that I need if to work ask, on? And if you ask, he will tell you. And everybody this week, you should ask the Lord, what are the areas you want me to work on? Become proficient in doing that. Yeah. Amen. So God is my help. Amen. Everybody say that. Say God is my help. God is my help. When the enemy seeks to destroy God's people, God steps in and delivers he us. Does. Say, God is my deliverance. God is my deliverance. Yes. The psalmist had a deep and abiding trust in the Lord. And he calls on people to do good and not allow the, the enemy to take them out of the will of God. Man, mm -hmm. that's so good. Yeah. 
Yeah, don't allow the enemy the to take you out of the mm-hmm. will of God. Listen, this is your year of good progress. Mm-hmm. This is your year of forward movement. This is your year of no limits. Don't allow the enemy to take you out by getting you distracted about haters, by getting you caught up in disobedience, by doing things you don't have no business doing. Just make a decision every day. I'm going to get more and more proficient at obeying God. That's why in part of the word that the Lord gave us for this year, he says, don't be in fear and don't get out of love. Mm -hmm. Don't be in fear. And don't get out of love. Getting, getting out of love will get you out of God's will. If you turn your attention <coughs> to, to people or to things, your enemies, somebody says, why are you teaching that God swallows up uh, all of your problems? Because we don't want your focus to be the problem. We want yeah. God to be the focus. God is and the when focus. God is the focus, he takes care of the problem. And that's a wonderful, wonderful blessing to know that I serve a God who can, who's concerned about me. Yeah, He's concerned about everything that concerns me. And so as a result, I want to partner with God. I want to I want to be on God's team. I want to go his way. I want to hear him when he says, don't panic, Strick. I want to hear him when he says, don't got a love, Strick. I want to hear him when he says, listen, do it my way. Go my way. There's no limit to your progress, Strick, if you do it this way. So I'm, I'm, I'm hearing all of these things. And it's what I'm telling myself. I catch myself on my sleep sometimes telling myself those things. Why? Because I'm just repeating them over and over and over again because I need them to be automatic if and when trouble comes in 2022. No, I love that. I was thinking about in the prophetic word we have, it says one of the things in there, it says, do not panic. Do not panic. And you know what? I don't know that I even thought about the word panic in 2021, but so many times, it's just what, Mm -hmm. the 16th, Mm -hmm. probably seven times something has been going on and I heard the Holy Spirit say, don't panic. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes what can happen is we start to go, okay, I can fix this. Mm-hmm. What, and I'll give you an example. Um, Keyshawn and I were trying to help a lady who was having some trouble, mm-hmm. right? And it's it was like so, this thing had to happen right then, mm-hmm. right? And I heard the Lord say, don't panic. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I was looking at her problem. And I was about to get so caught up in her problem that we couldn't hear God give us the solution. Mm -hmm. So we took a deep breath and said, her problem is bigger than what we can fix right now. Mm -hmm. What's the thing that's the most immediate Mm -hmm. thing right now? And he gave us a strategy. Mm -hmm. So it's not always just you. Sometimes it's you're trying to help your kids. You're trying to help your spouse. You're trying to. And and what we can do, you know, I, I think that what we can do sometimes is that. I love you. Mm-hmm. So if something's not going well for you, mm-hmm. now I want to try to get involved and see what I can do instead of stopping and saying, okay, is there even anything for me to do in this besides support, love, pray, right? Yeah. And if I'm supposed to do something, what is the thing that I'm supposed to do? How many of you can admit that sometimes maybe your mama, your cousins, your kids have called you and it, and it was something going on? And if you don't pause, you can feel that panic come over you. And now you can end up making a poor decision, something that seems like it's good at the time, but it's not what God would have done. Because panic is the cousin to fear. Oh, yeah. And what panic does is it relies on the fact that you are having uncertainty. And in that uncertainty, what panic mm, wants you to do mm. is to make an immediate decision that's going to have a long-term impact on your life. Oh, yes. And so what you have to, that's why you hear God say, don't fear. You hear him say, don't panic. Why? He says, listen, don't make a decision based on this 
feeling of insecurity is going to cause you a long-term outcome. Hit, we talk about hitting the pause button. He's like, look, don't fear and don't panic. I got this. Your hand is still in my hand. Just like your hand was in my hand before whatever situation came, it's still there. I still got you. I still got you. Somebody ought to say that. You ought to say, God, God. And I know it doesn't sound grammatically correct, but you ought to say this. God got me. God got me. God got and so me. what I really want to challenge you is your practical assignment this week is to, number one, ask God what are the things he wants you to work mm. on. And number two, this week, before you make any decisions about helping other people, how you go pay the bills, all of that, why don't you stop and ask God? Mm. Why don't you stop and ask God? Come on. Why don't you get in the habit of saying, I'm going to ask God. It doesn't look like it's enough money. It looks like this is going on. My mama told me she need this. My best friend told me that she need this. Man, God, what do you want me to do? I will not be overwhelmed with panic. I will not be overwhelmed with panic. I will not. I will not be overwhelmed. I will not be overwhelmed. I'm not going to be overwhelmed with trying to figure out how to, how to, how to do X, Y, Z. I'm not going to be panicked about whether I should say this or not say this. I, I'm not I'm I'm not going to allow panic to have any operation in my life. I'm going to train myself so that I can just obey God in every situation. Because when I refuse to make decisions out of panic mm. and I refuse to practice disobedience, mm -hmm. I'm going to end up exactly where I should be. Mm -hmm. exactly, exactly where I should where be. I should be. That's exactly right where there. I should be. That's it. You will end up exactly where you should be. Man, this is such a good teaching. I hope you'll go back and you'll listen to this this week. Man, I hope you'll give God whatever problem it is that you have been giving to him and taking back, giving to him and taking back, giving to him and taking back, giving to him and taking back. I am hopeful that you will give it to God once and for all and let him swallow up those problems just like he did for the children of Israel when he swallowed up all those children uh, of Egypt. Uh, when they were chasing after his children. Amen. So you just got to, but remember, we talked about proficient practice. Proficient practice. So what are we going to do? We're going to practice obeying God this week, friends. Yep. We're going to practice obeying God. We're going to practice obeying him in the little things. Yep. Because if we practice obeying him in the little things, it's easy to hear him in the big things. Amen to that. So you're going to practice the little things. Yes. Practice the little things. How is God telling you to eat? When is God telling, what is God telling you about rest? What is God telling you about looking for a job? What is God telling you about your exercise plan and how you need to eat? I practice obeying God because the more I practice, the more proficient I get at obeying God. Absolutely. And what begins to happen is that now that automatic response to just do it his way kicks in. That's what we want. We want you, an automatic response to doing it God's way. Because what's going to happen is this. You have to understand, as long as you're in this natural body, your flesh is going to fight God. Mm -hmm. Your flesh is going to fight God. So the more I practice obedience, the stronger my spirit man and my soul mm -hmm. get. Amen. Now, the, in reality, the reason sometimes, okay, go back to us. Okay. The reason we couldn't be quiet, mm -hmm. we didn't have any practice in it. Right. We didn't have any practice in it. It wasn't no discipline. We didn't have any discipline That's how you in get it. Discipline through practice. We had not disciplined ourselves to be quiet. You, I mean, we might discipline ourselves to be quiet if our mom was talking to us, right. but we had not disciplined ourselves to be quiet when we were talking 
to uh, to one other people, yeah. to each other. So we had to practice that over and over and over again. And I remember starting to say, is this the right time to have this conversation? Mm. Is this the right time to say this? Mm. What's the right way to say this, right? And if it, I love what um, Katrina said. She said, your flesh is your biggest hater. And sometimes it's hard to remember that. Because your flesh is a part of you mm -hmm. and your flesh is always going to pull you away. But I'm telling you, there is going to be some great victory for the people of God this year. Amen. For those of you who will do what God is telling you to do, you are going to see, hear what I'm saying, breakout victories, breakout victories. You're literally going to see things turn around that you don't. And it's that fear where it's like, well, if I take my hand off of it, what's going to happen? God if I, happen. God go happen. If God, I take my hand off of it, God is God's going to happen. happen. Mm -hmm. And when God happens, yep. it rectifies yep. it. And so we love you guys so much. We, we wanted, oh, no. Listen, if you haven't accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, mm -hmm. you need to come home. Mm -hmm. Listen, the starting point for all of this is to accept Jesus. Amen. And listen, you have to accept Jesus. And I wanted you to hear me. It's not enough to believe in God. Mm -hmm. A lot of people believe in God. But if you prescribe to the Christian faith, we believe Jesus is the only way the only. to the Father. That means you must believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. So if you're watching, but you've never confessed that Jesus is Lord, today is a good time oh. to do it. Listen, we were in sin and God was unwilling to leave us in sin. Praise so he God. put himself in flesh yes. in order to bring us back to our right standing. And Jesus is the way. Mm -hmm. So I just want to pray this prayer. And if you're saying it, you can send us a message or you can put it in the comments. And you can also pray this prayer if you're in a backslidden state. And I know the new church don't like to talk about a backslidden state, but the old saints had something on that. At all times, I should be checking whether I'm in right standing with God. Mm -hmm. Because just like you can be on a diet and start to slide back and not even realize you went mm -hmm. back to your old habits, mm -hmm. you can be walking with God and start to allow life to cause you to slide away and you don't even realize it. Yeah. So this prayer this morning is for everybody who wants to give their life to the Lord Jesus Christ, but to the people you have an unction right now. I'm in, a, I'm in a backslidden state and I need to come home, right? So here's what we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, we believe that Jesus is Lord. Absolutely. We believe that he is the only path to you. Yes. We believe that when we accept him, that we are made new creatures and we are free to come from under the bondage of the enemy. Amen. And so right now we acknowledge that we want to come home. We repent for any area of our life where we have practiced disobedience. <clears throat> we repent for any area of our life where we have operated in iniquity. Yes. We repent for any area of our life where we have silenced the Holy Spirit. Oh we are making a choice to come home and we ask to be cleansed by the blood. Holy Spirit, we give you permission. We put you back in your proper place. You have free reign to speak to us to correct us, to direct us, to instruct us, and we will obey. Now, we thank you for the grace, 
to obey in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, you may be thinking, this is a super cool church, and I want to be a partner here, as you should, as you should. should. If you want to be a partner here, then they're going to put a link up on the screen, and you can go and become a partner of Fellowship of Champions. Now, people may be asking, if I have a church home, can I be a partner? Yes, we have partnership. It's all one partnership where some people, Fellowship of Champions is their church home, and some people, Fellowship of Champions is their partnership, and they have a church home. Listen, we believe we're one body with many parts and that we have a very clear assignment. And if this assignment of learning how to practically walk in the word is for you and it's what God is saying, then you need to come home. If you haven't filled out this form, we need you to fill out this form so that we can track you. Because one of the things we say around here is we don't know we go together unless you tell us that we go together. Amen. Amen. Anything else? No, we saw the announcements. Just oh, give. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Just you saw the announcements, uh, but just as a reminder, you know, there's opportunities to connect with the ministry uh, on Mondays uh, with Pastor Sean, on Tuesdays through prayer, uh, Wednesdays we have something for our teens and for the adults. We have Ignite at 7 p.m. and we have Refresh Bible Study at 8, and then obviously uh, Victory Zone is on demand. Uh, so kids can access that anytime uh, on Friday mornings. We ask you to join us for Friday morning prayer at 630. Uh, and then on Sundays, we ask you to join Pastor Chris and Elder Valley for worship prior to us coming on and teaching the word. And I just encourage you. I just encourage you uh, spend time in that prophetic word that the Lord gave us. Let that build you up as you're thinking about the things that that you're hearing on Sundays, that you think about the things that you're hearing on Wednesday night. Um, we're, 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 we are believing God that 2022 is our best year yet. People say, wait a minute, you said that about 2021. And it was. It was our best year yet. But we ain't living in 2021 anymore. We're progressing. And the Lord says that there will be no limit to our progress as long as we walk with him. And so we just want to build you up in that. We want you to know that whatever problems you're having, you can give those to God and God will take care of those. We want you to know that whatever enemies you may be facing, that when you trust God, he will smash those enemies to pieces. And then next week, you're going to come back and we want to talk to you about how God will uphold you, even when everything else around you is falling down. Won't he because do it? we know that the right hand of God is designed <laughs> just for his children. And so, listen, we believe that those people who are partners of Fellowship of Champions, those who say this is my church home, our commitment is that we're 100 percent tied in ministry. We're 100 percent tied in ministry. And as a result, every resource we need in this ministry to be a blessing to people around the world, around the world, shows up either before or when we need it. Never after, <laughs> before or when we need it. And so if you want to give, there's multiple ways to do that. You can give through Givelify, you can give through PushPay, you can give the Tidely, or you can uh, text to give at the number that's on your screen there, or you can give through PayPal. I will tell you that those of you who give through PayPal will really set PayPal up uh, as an opportunity to give for those international partners. So if you could, we prefer that you use Giveify, PushPay, or Tidely. It just, we realize it makes for an easier way to give you your year-end statement. There's a couple more things we have to go through in order to do that with PayPal. But we, our international partner was like, hey, we need a way to give. And we certainly did not want to deny them the opportunity to participate in their own prosperity. And so that's why we use PayPal. But you can use whatever you want and we'll figure it out. Uh, speaking of that, year-end statement should be going out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, depending on what platform you gave to, uh, you'll get an email 
so make sure that you're checking your email if you use a uh, a phantom email to give. I know some people do that. Uh, make sure that you're checking that phantom email spam box or wherever it goes, uh, because those statements will be coming out before the end of the month. Okay, so I just want to say this. Pastor Edwin is so sweet. He said you can give how you want to give. So I want to add. I want to show you how to relate to your pastor. Your pastor said if you are not an international partner, he needs you to switch to one of the other platforms. If he's your pastor, if you can receive him, say, if you can receive him to say that it's going to be your best year so far, you're going to get a new job, all of these things. When he now says, even if it's an inconvenience today, when you give, you go to push pay, you go to give a five or you give the timely because that's how we respond to leadership. Amen. That's how we respond to leadership. Amen. When our leadership has given us an instruction and said, this is what he needs us to do. We say, yes. He gets the vision and we follow the vision. Amen. So while it may be some discomfort, if you are not an international partner this week, we would like you to transition to something that makes it easy. As Leslie says, just do it. Just do it. Right. Amen. Just do it. Amen. You're so sweet, man. You're so sweet. But the truth of it is, this is a good church. We have good partners and we want to do what you want us to do. Amen. As long as you follow God, we want to follow Amen. you. Ain't nothing seeing about using give a five push pay <laughs> right. or time right. so we can do what you're asking us to do. Amen. 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 God Amen. bless you. In the 2022. Much Amen. It's just, it's just not that hard to follow instructions. Amen. Amen. God bless y'all. Well, listen, we want y'all to have an amazing day. Yes. Stay safe. Stay warm. Be sure in your giving, when you give, put in your giving, have an expectation for harvest. Please. Have an expectation of harvest. God has provision for you. And I just really do believe that we're in a season where literally there are going to be people who what you made last year, you're going to double that this year. Why we're seeing it already. We already, we already we're seeing, seeing it. We're seeing partners who have doubled their income already or got new jobs, $30,000, $40,000 increases and some some different things. And I'm telling you, there's no See, Tierra said thank you. She no, said she's switching, Pastor. She amen. said all you had to do was just say that that's <laughs> what you needed that. it to amen. be done. She said she they just need to know. We just need to know what you amen. want done, right. and we will do it. I appreciate we will do it. I we will do it. And so um listen, this is gonna be a good year. In fact, we got a testimony yesterday for a partner who doubled her salary. Yeah. It's the 15th, and on a Saturday, they gave they call her and said, Listen. We want you. We don't even want to wait till Monday to tell you. And they double her salary. And it's going to happen for other people. Follow instructions yep. and God is going to set you up for the Absolutely. best year of your life. Absolutely. Right. All right. Is that it? Yeah. We love y'all. Uh -huh. Amen. Now remember, today you have to. Oh, today I have. Yeah. You can't take me off, though. I meant that to you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we love y'all. Computers. Oh, let's see if this works.